Welcome to Nature Spirit Speak with metaphysician Dr. Jane Tegelov. She's also a nature intuitive and prosperity coach who will be sharing with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Stay with us now as Geraldine brings to you her secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. This is Nature Spirit Speak on Toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. Geraldine Tagalov. Well, hi everyone, and welcome to this week's show of Nature Spirit Speak. And my, my, how the, the weeks are just whizzing by. But I do hope this week is going really well for you, and, and you are finding a little time to get out into nature. Mm, yes, I, I love to spend that little bit of time every or so out there because <laughs> that's where we're going to find all the answers that we're looking for. We certainly are. Yes, I'm Geraldine from NatureSpiritSpeak.com and today's note to self.com. And I am your very excited host for the next hour. Can't wait to share with you what I have for today. <laughs> it's a little, it's a show, I guess, with a bit of a difference today because we're talking about how to hear the whisperings of your horse or even how to connect to the symbolism and the messages from the spirit of the horse. This is really great. And today we're going to look very closely at that symbolism and hear from two extremely talented people who handle horses with just so much love and care and create the most wonderful relationship between themselves and their horses. This is certainly a gift. But it is a gift that can be developed by all who wish to create that oneness between their, you know, pet and themselves. And I also want to say at the outset of this radio show, I know that today we're focusing on horses. But regardless of whether you own a horse or a dog or a cat or a a bird or even an elephant, you can use the ideas offered today pardon me, to help you become your very own version of, um, how would you say, a a Dr. Doolittle. And you can learn how to communicate with your pet in ways that you thought weren't really possible. But my guests today are Steve Halfpenny, owner of the Silver Sand Centre of Horsemanship in South Australia, and Helen Sharp from Warialik in the Yarra Valley in Victoria, who is a member of the Silver Sand Instructor Team. So we are going to have a fabulous time today with these two wonderful people. And you know, since ancient times, the horse has symbolized power and freedom. We can only imagine how truly exhilarating and freeing it must have felt for those first men and women who actually climbed on the back of a horse and raced across the open plains. Oh, wow. Humanity certainly made a huge leap forward when we finally recognized the power and freedom that a horse could bring to us. And horses really are amazing teachers if we would only take the time to watch their actions and listen to their unspoken language. 
you know, by connecting to their wisdom and allowing horses to share all they have to offer, the riding experience will become truly enjoyable. But before we really begin to, um, I guess, really explore the wisdom offered by these beautiful animals, I ask that you join with me here and now and set the intention to open our hearts and our ears to brand new ideas and brand new ways of doing things. You know, there could be just one little idea in today's show that could truly change your life and the life of your horse or your pet. So it would probably be worth listening, wouldn't it? And now today's note to self, because we're going to get into the message from Nature Spirits first before we welcome our guests today. Today's note to self says, remember today within the horse lies a spirit of power and freedom, a heart that beats an unspoken language of love and a never-ending willingness to serve. Beautiful wisdom for us to embrace. Oh, it sure is. And this week's image is a picture of the most beautiful Appaloosa horse. And this horse belongs to Helen, one of my guests for today. So uh, before we go any further about horses or pictures or notes or anything, we're going to take a little bit of time to have a listen to the message from Nature Spirit. So here we go. The message for today is brought to you from the beautiful spirit of the horse. Since ancient times, we have witnessed the sound of galloping hooves echoing in the crisp morning air, the unspoken language of absolute love and trust felt between rider and horse, and the exhilarating feeling of power and freedom felt by both as they fly across the land that stretches out before them. An experience of pure bliss. This noble and highly intelligent creature has been a loving companion to those physical beings who have taken the time to listen to and learn the silent language that is expressed through the heart of the horse. In doing so, They have tapped the wisdom and energy that will forever assist their life journey. As you harness this amazing energy, you will feel an urging and a longing to also harness the power that lies within you. The power that enables you to stand in your values and truth and not be swayed by those who want you to follow what they think is best for you rather than what lies in your heart. Once you harness the longings of your heart and choose to follow this path, the freedom felt will be truly exhilarating. It is then that you begin serving yourself in ways that will have you galloping towards your dreams. Please be assured that all in nature will be cheering you as you fly towards the finish line of happiness and joy. You are so loved. 
Well, thank you so much to the Spirit in Nature for such a beautiful and powerful message. Woohoo! I love horses. Yes, I'm going to focus on harnessing my energy and put it to use on those things that truly serve me rather than on the things that zap my energy in negative ways. Such a beautiful and powerful message that we can put into action in our lives straight away. Great way to go. And thank you to Nature Spirits for all of that. So what are we going to be discussing with Helen and Steve today? Oh, my goodness. Lots and lots of wonderful things. Um, We're going to have a look at what is a horse whisperer. Now, we hear this term so often, don't we? And it kind of gets used in so many different ways. But we today, I think we're going to nail it. We're really going to hear from a true horse whisperer how he goes about it and what it means to him. So that's really exciting. I can't wait to hear about that. We're also going to be discussing the language of animals and of horses. Do they really have one? I mean, can... Can horses really speak to us? <laughs> well, I can tell you that I, I know I haven't, um, had, haven't actually had my own horse for a very long time. But um, growing up on horseback, basically, I definitely know that they have their own language. And they can speak to you so many things, so many wonderful things, if we take the time to listen to them. So today we're going to find out about that. And we're going to ask the question, can anyone learn this language? You know, is it possible? Do you have to be somebody extra special to be able to do this, you know, to intuit these, this language or these messages coming from your pet and how we go about this? Because that's pretty important too. To, to understand how we do that. And yes, there are some little tricks and hints and tips that I know Steve and Helen will share with us to help us to be able to do that. So that'll be good. And a big one that we're going to look at is how does our emotional state, you know, how we're traveling in life, how does that affect or play out within our pet, within our horse, maybe our dog or a cat or whoever we have with us because it can really, you know, have an incredible effect on them. And so we're going to learn how we can work on that as well and and what that means to our horse. So we have got a very full show today and some fabulous questions that I know we will get amazing answers to. So I'm really looking forward to talking to Steve and Helen, and we're going to do that straight after the break. Before we jump to break, though, I really want to tell you about my Feather Magic Oracle cards, which are now out and ready for purchase. So, you know, if you're looking for the perfect set of Oracle cards to help you find the guidance you need, then this could be it. (laughs) because these cards hold the images of 38 different feathers and the powerful messages they want you to receive. And because they're photos of the real thing, the energy they hold 
is just so much stronger than a sketch or a drawn image. So for all those beautiful souls out there who love to collect feathers, you come on, I bet you do, <laughs> and you collect them when you're out walking or you find them in places that, you know, you wonder where did that feather come from and then you start asking yourself, what does it actually mean? Well, you will just love these cards. So I suggest you whiz by naturespiritspeak.com and take a quick peek because I know you'll love them. They'll make the perfect gift for someone, a gift which is quite unique. We ask ourselves, why does the same type of problem or the same problem itself keep reoccurring in our life? That's where Dr. Geraldine Tegelov comes in. This is Nature Spirit Speak. And we'll be back with more right after these on toginet.com. Is your website looking drab and dreary and in need of a facelift? Are you constantly going back and forth with your web builder for every small change or addition you wish to make? So you just leave it alone because it's just too hard and too costly. At smallbusinesswebsiteforyou.com, we understand your predicament and we're here to help. Talk to us about building or revamping your website and then putting you in control. We show you how to do the basic maintenance and additions. Have a new picture to add? Simple. A special to promote? Easy. Smallbusinesswebsiteforyou.com prices start from a low $400. Mention Nature Spirits Speak radio show for an instant 10% discount. Contact us now for a free quote or appraisal of your site. Visit www.smallbusinesswebsiteforyou.com today. Goals, objectives, business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real-world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion. Every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, you will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach. Welcome back to Nature Spirit Speak with Geraldine Tegelov. These days, sometimes stuff just happens. We go through financial crisis, we get stuck in boring jobs, bad relationships, addictive patterns, or we just stagnate while we're waiting on something or worse, someone to come along to come along and save us. It's what we do next that matters. And here, you can get started. It's Nature Spirit Speak on Toginet.com. And here again is your host, Geraldine Tegelov. Woohoo! We're back again, and it's now time to uh, introduce my fabulous guests for today, Steve Halfpenny and Helen Sharp. But before I welcome them, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about these very talented people. Steve Halfpenny is the founder of the Light Hands Horsemanship, 
and the principal trainer for horses that come to the Silver Sands Centre to be started or for retraining and also delivers the Light Hands Horsemanship Program. He travels extensively delivering clinics in Australia, New Zealand, UK and Germany. And after moving from the UK to Australia in the early 1980s, Steve's passion for riding grew into a thirst for knowledge and he dedicated himself to learning all he could about training and riding, attending clinics, judging seminars and competing successfully in equine competition. Now, Helen's another wonderful person, very talented. Helen lives in the small township of Wurrialic in the Yarra Valley here in Victoria, uh, just out of Melbourne. And she has been obsessed with horses since she was about seven years old. Helen currently owns two beautiful and much-loved Appaloosa horses, Sunny and Dale. Oh, believe me, they're gorgeous. She is a much-loved and talented instructor of horsemanship in her local area taking on many horses that owners are finding difficult and helping both horse and owner to sort out their issues. So let's get into it. Welcome to Helen and Steve. Are you there? Yes. Uh, We're here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. That is great. I'm so pleased. <laughs> now to both of you. I know you've been out already this morning working uh, with Helen's horse, so it's an early morning start. But what I'd love to do is uh, get into some discussion with both of you and uh, get lots of things out there today for people so that they will become better at handling their horses and communicating with their horses. So is it okay if we get started straight away? Yes, that's fine. Great. So now I'm going to leave it up to you two or you both might want to say a bit about, you know, yourselves or whatever or the questions that I have for you today. But um, we'll see how it goes. So perhaps if we start with you, Steve, and can you tell us a little of your story and what brought you to wanting to work with horses on a full-time basis? Sure, it's a little bit of a strange story, really, because I didn't have any intention of working with horses when I first met my wife. But uh, she was very much into horses, and if I was going to spend time with her, then I needed to to get a horse. <laughs> yeah, so. sounds sounds perfect. Sorry, Steve, keep going. Yeah, so that's the beginning of the journey was really just get a horse, and my wife will look after it, and all I'll have to do is go and ride with her. And then they get under your skin a little bit and you get more and more interested in how they're thinking and what they're doing. And we started going to shows together and competed in sort of English classes to start with and then got into the Western world and enjoyed myself immensely doing that. But still there was something sort of missing between me and my horse in the relationship. And just slowly as time went on, I realized that uh, I had to to treat the horse a lot differently than I was and I can't just make him do things and just developed into a oh, an obsession with how do I get my horse to to work out what I want him to do and without any resistance so that's it's an ongoing journey and it's going to keep on going for the rest of my life I think and I guess building a relationship with 
any person or any animal is um, is learning how to communicate and and you know learning what they're looking for as well and how to get the best out of whether that's a human or whether that's an animal. Yes, <laughs> part of the communication is listening, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes we little humans aren't uh, terribly adept at that, are we? We like to to talk an awful lot and not listen much. Helen, what about you? I know you started at a very young age loving horses like most young girls do, but you continued. Yeah, I didn't get my first horse until I was 15. I was always the nagging, mum, when can I have a horse type child? But mum wisely, not at the time, but wisely in the future, she decided that I had to pay for my own horse in case it was a passing fad and she was left with a horse that she had nothing to do with because she, none of the family was horsey. So that was a very wise decision on her behalf. So I ended up with a, a nice pony and went to pony club and, yeah, that's where my journey started. Yeah, I think she was a very wise mum because <laughs> sometimes... She, she, um, she let me do my own thing, but she was there for me if I needed, you know, transportation or floating. Mum and Dad were always there, but I had to ride to Pony Club, which was probably four or five k's away from the adjustment. And if I wanted my hay bag down there, I had to take it myself. So yeah. I had to be very self-sufficient back in those days. Uh, I think um, I I, rem- I understand completely because <laughs> we were the same. We didn't have the floats and whatever that went with the horses, but we, we managed, we still managed and loved the whole process of riding. Um, so, Steve, back to you, and this is a question that I know the, the word horse whisperer is floated out there in in so many different ways and different meanings and whatever. But I'd love to get your version of what that means to you. Right. Well, that was a different aspect. My version is probably different. Originally, you know, Horse Whisperer was probably somebody that was a bit of a trickster around horses. That's where it came from in in the early days. And now since the, the movie, The Horse Whisperer, everybody has a different opinion of what a horse whisperer is. For me, it's someone that can communicate with a horse at a level that is beyond the physical. You know, something's happening where people can't really see what's going on, so they tend to say, you know, it's a horse whisperer because I can't see what's happening there. It must be some sort of magic going on. And, uh, right. yeah. yeah, that's basically in a nutshell what I think yeah, so this, yeah, so you talking more here, I guess, being able to intuitively uh, listen to the horse's needs and then respond accordingly? Yes, yeah, I, I think that's why on the communication level, it's that observation and listening to what the horse is trying to communicate to me first and then trying to communicate back to it in a way that is as little pressure as possible, physical pressure, but it starts in your mind with an intent. And it's amazing how many times the horse will do what you've thought of asking it to do before you've done anything physical. Yeah. And it's this whole um, 
energy that flows between all of us, whether that be people once again or animals. And this can be the same for any pet that you have. But Steve, you have a wonderful story around your horse radar, don't you? Would you like to tell our listeners your story of, you know, what happened with radar? Yes, well, radar was it's a, a Brumby, like a whaler horse, and he was caught in the wild and he was brought in with a, a bunch of other wild horses, well, whalers, to take to Equitana last year for the way of, and not the way of the horse, I'm getting confused with my competitions, for the whaler legacy. And uh, he was a very interesting horse. He'd been to a, a trainer originally to get going and, and she'd had some problems with him and decided that uh, he was just not working out and he started to buck and do some things that were not too friendly towards humans. So he was passed on to me after about six months of training, which left me another six months to get him ready to take to Equitana and exhibit him there. And he made it very, very clear that whatever I thought I knew was not going to work very well with him. He was very afraid and very defensive, and he, he already learned to kick people if he didn't like what was going on. So he made me look rather deep inside, I guess, about why I like you, like why do you feel the need to want to kick me or, or hurt me? And he sent me on a spiritual journey that I didn't, I guess I was on it for a long time, but I didn't really realize that I was. And I ended up going to a shaman to get some help with him, a lady in America, and uh, called Vita LaBelle. And she, firstly, she said, you've got to decide to keep him because I was going to only keep him just for the, for the show and then find a home for him or Equitana would have taken him on and found a home for him. But uh, she said, no, I'm not going to help you until you decide he's your horse. So that was the first, <laughs> major, yeah. first major change was I was out in the paddock looking at him and I thought, okay, my wife's not going to like this because we've got enough horses, but I'm going to ring them and see if I can keep him. So I got my mobile phone and rang the office there and I'm watching him. He's a pretty scared horse. He never laid down while he was with us. He just was always vigilant. Mm. So I'm on the phone talking to them, and I said, no, no he's pretty dangerous. If I'm going to help him, then I, I don't want you giving him to somebody else. I'll have to keep him. And they said, sure, you can have him. So, so right, that's it. He's my horse. And they said, yeah, he's yours. I said, good. And he looked at me and just lay down. Oh, my goodness, Steve. How amazing. That is. Now, Steve, we are about to go to our next break. So uh, rather than miss any of this story, folks, because it is really a great story and a beautiful ending. <laughs> so, Steve, we might wait till after this commercial break to go into it a little further and hear the ending of this, uh, this very happy ending to this story. And I know Helen is working with um, an interesting case at the moment as well, so we might hear her little story too. And these stories just help you to understand that by communicating with your horse at this level, amazing things can happen and you can create a relationship that you never dreamed was possible. So don't go away. We've got some fabulous things to share with you straight after the break. And Steve and Helen are the expert at helping us.
We ask ourselves, why does the same type of problem or the same problem itself keep reoccurring in our life? That's where Dr. Geraldine Tegelov comes in. This is Nature Spirit Speak. And we'll be back with more right after these on toginet.com. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smarts, strategies, and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Nature Spirit Speak with Geraldine Tegelov. These days, sometimes stuff just happens. We go through financial crisis, we get stuck in boring jobs, bad relationships, addictive patterns, or we just stagnate while we're waiting on something or worse, someone to come along and save us. It's what we do next that matters. And here, you can get started. It's Nature Spirit Speak on Toginet.com. And here again is your host, Geraldine Tegelov. Yes, today I am chatting with two fabulous and very talented horse people, if I can call them that, uh, Steve Halfpenny and Helen Sharp. And just before the break, Steve was telling us his story around radar. So finally he had permission to keep radar. But it wasn't radar at that point, I don't think, was it, Steve? What happened then? Yes, well, Radar's name was Coronation. You know, we changed his name to Radar for the <laughs> because he was always had his radar switched on and watching everybody. And what, what had happened, I thought we were going okay, and I had him settled up one day, and he decided he was going to leave and disappeared off the property and crashed through two fences and disappeared in the National Park overnight. So I realized there's still a lot of work to be done here, so we ended up doing a, a two-hour hookup with the with Vita in the States, you know, we're in Australia, of course, and yeah. we got the, the phone set up and she said, well, we need, I need to talk to him. So, okay, I don't know what she's going to do, but we can have the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know what she means. Yeah, go on. <laughs> so it turned into a three-hour conversation. She was talking to him and took him back through past lives and just it was really an emotional three hours, you know, for me, for him, for her. It was just amazing how... Uh, just listening to what she was telling me was happening it would change me and him. And at the end of the three hours, she said, he'll be fine now. What are his problems? Said, well, he, he's really worried about the saddle. He won't really stand still to be saddled, and he's scared of being rugged. 
So he doesn't like that very much. And when I get on, he's, he's really worried. So I said, well, he'll be fine now. You can just get on. I went, oh, right. Yeah, now I just get on. <laughs> yes, doubting Steve. Yeah. yeah being a very practical person that just physically fixed things. Well, physically and mentally, but this spiritual level was just a whole new thing for me. So, well, she's pretty sure. So I put the saddle on. He never moved. And then she's in, I wonder if I could just switch me over to, to visual on Skype so I can see what's going on. But now I can't get out of it. She's going to see me getting on. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Look, yeah. I think she set me up a little bit to make sure I did it. So uh, I got on. He was like any other horse, just fine. And we did the rugging thing, threw the rug all over him, and that was pretty amazing. Didn't move. Everything was fine. And then, of course, Equitana was coming up pretty soon. I got to take him. You know, 1,400 kilometers to to Sydney and take him there and all these people. I thought, he's not going to cope with all this. And he was amazing. I took him there. He was so relaxed and just lay down in the box and just most people he was fine with. There's a couple of people I don't think he liked their energy very much, but uh, I was just amazed that this horse had, was probably the softest horse I've ever worked with. When he's with me and when he's mentally okay, he's just amazing. So uh, he's still at home and Still waiting for me to be home and spend more time with him. But. <laughs> what a beautiful story, though, Steve, with a very happy ending. And and yes, they will pick up on energy of people that they don't want to be with, and they will let them know very clearly. And and I think that's the same with all animals. You'll get a sense straight away from your pet as to the energy of the person that is around you. So they're pretty clever little things. And Helen, you're currently working with Rose, aren't you? A beautiful little horse. Yeah, little Rose came to me through a friend and um, she's completely the opposite type of pony to the two that I already have. So mm. she, she's uh, been teaching me a little bit as well. So um, I've gone in, I started training her with way, way too much energy and she's just gone off the planet so it's taught me to um, lower my energies and uh, we've been seeking other treatments for her as well and like yourself has done a reading on her and suggested a name change for her as well. And uh, we've had some uh, friend do some cranio sacral work on her and after that was done last week, <clears throat> uh, for the first time that pony laid down Two days oh, ago. wow. She had another treatment on Monday and she laid down the next day as well. So something How beautiful, yes. And, and Rose would like you to know, Helen, that she's a princess. <laughs> she's don't a they princess. know I'm a princess? Yes. Yeah. So she tells her, me all the time, don't you know I'm a princess? So her, Rose her, is her, a, a – sorry, I Helen. Her I, original name was Jazzy, but – um, after your reading, we we all agreed that Jazzy had way too much energy in the name, so yeah. we've decided Rose. Or as um, Rose's owner is Czech, so her um, pronunciation in Czech would be Ruja. Oh, the perfect so. name for a princess. It is. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, thank you both for, for sharing those stories. And even by... Hearing stories of how people have worked through issues with their horses, 
helps you to understand, or, or I hope it does, that there are ways that can you can communicate with your horse and have things, you know, happening in beautiful ways and create that unity. Now, so for, I'm not sure who wants to answer this first, but how do we begin to understand the language of our horse? Who'd like to start with that one? Oh, I'll, give it, I'll give it a go. <laughs> okay, Steve, go for it. <laughs> I think, again, the communication, the power of observation, like how do they react with each other and how do they behave with each other. So you've got the the horse-to-horse language that you you observe. And then for us, it's uh, how do I shape their behavior? Because actually to ride a horse or to be around a horse with humans, it's a different language. They've They've got to learn ours. And our interpretation of what they're doing is sometimes totally wrong. You know, we'll see what they're what they're doing and you blame them and they put their ears back and you go, oh, he's been angry. Well, he could be just being defensive about the way you're approaching. It's very much like humans. You know, sometimes humans seem like they're angry, but they're, they're defensive. They're just, something's happened in their life to get them defensive when somebody acts in a certain way. And horses are very much like that. I think you, you, yeah. you work that out and then you and try and stay neutral with them. Don't, don't blame them for stuff. Yeah, and I guess it's it's really down to, and animals have this perception as well. We have perceptions of life and beliefs about life according to what has happened to us in the past or in the present, and and horses are exactly the same. So their perception of a particular situation could be very different uh, to what ours is, and it's understanding and and speaking to the horse, do you both speak to your horse constantly? I never used to talk to my horse at all until I met Lita, because I, I was thinking they read your body language, they read your energy, they read the way you move around them. But she she got me talking to Radar a lot because she said just verbalizing it will help him understand. So it does no harm to verbalize, so why not? Yeah, and <clears throat> as we know, um, words have incredible energy, and and it's the emotion behind those words is what the horse, I guess, is really connecting to, or or any animal, a dog or a cat or whatever it is. It's the emotion that comes through those words. That's fabulous. And Helen, do you have special ways that you um, you know communicate with your horse? Um, I do, to put them in words, you just, I think you just do it. That's just, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, sometimes like with, with, um, my horses, sometimes I need to have my energy more up and that's what our lesson this morning was about having energy, but making or getting the horse to do what you want with less energy. It's sort of a bit the opposite but like with a pony like Rose, she needs less energy, but she needs you to be there. She's not a horse that you can um, sort of be big around because she gets so upset and then she just loses it. So Yes, yeah. You need so, to be her, reading her all the time. All the time, yes. Um, so I guess uh, Steve, 
do you how important do you feel that that emotional connection is between horse and rider you know if you're coming out and you've had a a bad morning or something and you're about to get on your horse to ride how how important is that emotional connection oh it's critical you know I, i'm always fine around horses you know it doesn't matter what sort of day you're having at home you cannot take that out to the horses you know if you're having trouble you've got to leave that behind and yeah and people do take it on board don't they the horse will behave in a certain way and they'll take it personally and that will change them somehow instead of just going well he doesn't quite understand or he's you know he's having trouble working out how to be comfortable around you they'll get an emotional response they'll get angry and then they'll change their energy and then the horse gets worse so it's yeah. it's very important in a, as a trainer to not get emotional about what you're doing just help the horse the only emotion i allow myself nowadays is happiness which is good yeah, yeah. and uh, you know it's the same once again it's that energy between that flows between everything people and animals and if we're happy and we're up when we go to ride then that certainly flows through to your horse and if you're going through challenges or issues in your life and you bring that to your riding mm, it's going to be interesting <laughs> to say the least that's for sure now we are coming up to our final break um steve and helen but after the break i'd really love to have a look at um you know, if things are just not working out between rider and horse, what do you look for in finding a solution to that and, and how do you go about that? And I'd really love for you to tell us about um, in, you know, a question I have is in reality, Steve and Helen, when you are helping people, are you training the horse or are you training the rider? Or are you training both? <laughs> so a couple of interesting questions or discussion points, I should say, that I'd love to get into following our next break. And um, I know both of these beautiful people have enormous wealth of information and wisdom to be able to respond to these questions and to help us. So hang tight, everybody. Straight after the break, we will get into those. ask ourselves, why does the same type of problem or the same problem itself keep reoccurring in our life? That's where Dr. Geraldine Tegelov comes in. This is Nature Spirits Speak. And we'll be back with more right after these on toginet.com. Have you been laid off, fired, downsized, right-sized, or re-engineered out of a job? Are you unemployed or anticipate that possibility? Then tune in for Successfully Unemployed, hosted by Alan Sherwood, MBA, president of Sherwood Consulting Service. Successfully Unemployed will provide you a hope-filled and comprehensive approach to the job search process from an author who's experienced it all. Alan and his guests will cover all dimensions of a job search, physical tasks, mental attitude, emotional health, even one spirit perspective all 
all must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed. This show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work. For more on Alan Sherwood, MBA, and the show, check out his website, SuccessfullyUnemployed.com. Then join us for Successfully Unemployed with Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 Central here on Toginet.com. Goals, objectives, business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real-world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion. Every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, you will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach. Welcome back to Nature Spirit Speak with Geraldine Tegelove. These days, sometimes stuff just happens. We go through financial crisis, we get stuck in boring jobs, bad relationships, addictive patterns, or we just stagnate while we're waiting on something or worse, someone to come along and save us. It's what we do next that matters. And here, you can get started. It's Nature Spirit Speak on Toginet.com. And here again is your host, Geraldine Tegelove. Well, today I am having a fabulous time chatting with Steve Halfpenny and Helen Sharp all about, you know, the whisperings of horses and it's been just fabulous and I know how quickly this last segment flies by so we're going to get straight back into it again with Steve and Helen and ask the question, if things are just not working out between rider and horse, what do you look for in finding a solution? Who's going to answer this one? <laughs> okay, <laughs> Steve. Pointing at me, so I guess it's me. <laughs> well, firstly, it's, it's a bit like uh, being a counsellor, isn't it? You're in the middle looking, and if I can see that the horse doesn't understand what's going on with the, with the owner or the rider, then we'll just try and bring things back to zero and start from zero and get the, the human to understand what they're doing that's causing the problem, if I can see that which is often we're above where the horse is at. You know, he's emotionally bothered and we're trying to work on something that we think is important. But the horse has actually got other things that he thinks or she thinks is very important that we need to deal with first. So that's generally the problem. We're sort of working too far up the ladder for the horse. Yeah. So on to the next question then, Steve. So are you, in reality, I guess, are you training the horse or are you training the owner? Well, the owner, or every time, yeah. The owner every time. My yeah. goodness, that's huge, isn't it? <laughs> it is. well, even if I work with the horse, I've still got to train the owner because if they don't know how I was doing things, then they're going to go straight back to the way things were. Yeah, yeah. And are, are the owners open to this way of training, Steve? Yes, I think Unfortunately for me, most people that come along to start with are having serious problems 
so you get to be known more of a problem fixer instead of just a horseman. And that, that's been the story of my life. You know, people have come along and you're the last hope. If you don't help me, then the horse is maybe going to be euthanized or something is going to happen. They're going to be moved on. So they're, they're pretty open by then. You know, they're just looking for a solution. And sometimes the solution is pretty simple. You just got to work from where the horse is at instead of work from where you want to be. Yeah, and also work on yourself and understand that whatever's going on within you is going to be, I guess, uh, affecting the horse in one way, shape or form. Absolutely. One of the statements I use a lot of the courses is, you know, who do I need to be for this horse? Not, you know, what do I need him to be? It's like, who do I need to be to get this to work? Yeah, what a brilliant way to go. Steve, I think this is amazing and wonderful. <laughs> I hope lots of people are listening to that statement. Can you say it again, please, Steve? Sure. Who do I need to be for the horse so that I can have the relationship that I'd like to have with him? Yeah, how perfect is that? So I read in on your um, – sorry, I've been checking up on you, Steve. I read on your website that you love to use the word – true unity what do you mean by that Steve well true unity is a term that was started I think Tom Dorrance mentioned it to start with which is a famous natural horseman and the best way I can describe it I guess if anybody's seen the avatar movie you know where they plug your ponytail into the animal and your brains seem to be connected it's any change I make mentally and then starts in my body the horse responds to it and that's yeah. where I think whether the horse whispering or true unity, they can't see what you're doing to get the horse to respond. It feels like yeah. they're meant to be put into your, to your brain and working out mm. exactly what you're thinking. So one brain, two bodies is what I think is true unity. And in actual fact, that's exactly what is happening. It's telepathy between horse and, uh, and rider, and it's just brilliant, um, a wonderful way to go. So... Um, Perfect. Um, Steve and Helen, both of you, can you tell us, uh, before we run out of time, I want everyone to know, um, you know, what courses do you run and how can people get in touch with you? So if they're needing a solution or they're needing help with their horse, how, how can they go about this? Well, firstly, I, I do several different types of courses. I do courses on just horsemanship to learn the skills. We're doing some courses for people that have lost their confidence to help them regain the confidence, so at a much lower level with less riding, obviously. And you can just check our website if you want to find out where we are and what we're doing. And that my, website is? Can you tell us what that is, yeah, please, Dave? Mindsilversand.com.au. And it's got all the information about what we're doing on that site. Right. And don't forget, listeners, it has an AU on the end for Australia. So it, it is what, 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 Silver Sand. Is it Silver Sand or Sands, Steve? It's singular, silversand.com. Yes, silversand.com and .au for Australia. Very important to put that AU on the end. Fabulous. And what other courses do you run, Steve? Well, we have uh, the care of horsemanship, so I actually have a guy coming from the States every year that helps me 
learn you know the California style of the Caro horsemanship. So I really love that. It takes me back to the the roots of where natural horsemanship came from originally, which is and good good riding, good posture, and that really helps me not not move so much and get my horse to do those invisible responses to my cues, which is just fantastic. Yeah, and you do one-on-one um, sessions with people, don't you? Yes, I do. I do private lessons, you know, mainly weekdays, because courses are usually every weekend. So, yes, we do one-on-ones with people around the country. Yes. So you can connect with Steve and and find out where he's going to be. Do you have somewhere where people know where you're going to be or do they just connect to you through your website, Steve, and ask the question, you know, if I live in Melbourne, when will you be here or how do they go about that? Yeah, it's on the website where I come, come here to Helen's place, you know, probably once a month. Yeah. To Melbourne, then the other side of Melbourne, near near Romsey, I'm there once a month, and we're just building up more places for private lessons. I you know, assumed yeah. at one stage that nobody would have time midweek, but it's uh, I was wrong. <laughs> oh my <laughs> word! And and you know, if people are looking for help, I they'll find the time. And Helen, you offer um, private training sessions too, don't you? Yes, I prefer to do the one-on-one private sessions, and it's usually. Um, most of the ladies that I've been teaching have come back into riding and I've lost confidence, so I help them with their confidence and their horse and get them back on the right track. A few of the ladies that I've had uh, success stories, I suppose, if you'd like to say, have been afraid to ride their horses out on the trail and they're now out trail riding, so I've been yes. very impressed with that. That's fabulous, Helen, and I know you help with so many other things. And, Helen, do you have a, a mobile number that people can connect to if they want to get in touch with you? Yes, it's 0419-030-137. So, listeners, if you live in the Melbourne area, um, you can contact Helen on 0419-030-137 and I'm sure she will be able to either help you herself or put you in touch with someone um, closer to your area uh, who will be able to also help you with you and your horse. So that has been absolutely fantastic. We've got about one minute left. I don't know who'd like to answer this one. One little gem that uh, a secret that you'd like to share uh, in handling horses okay it's not really a secret i tell everybody but it's a very important thing is just get your horse to search for the answer instead of you trying to make him do things get him to use his own mind and find the answer so work on the inside of your horse not the outside Great. And you do that by what we've, I guess, been talking about today, Steve, talking to it, listening. Yeah, <laughs> setting, setting up a situation where the horse finds comfort and then you try and set it up that he finds comfort in what you wanted him to find. Right. Fabulous. Okay. So, folks, if you're having, you know, if and if you've, even if you're not having issues with your horse but you want to take it to the next level, I strongly urge you to get in touch with Steve or with Helen and see if you can just lift your riding and enjoyment of riding and enjoyment of your horse to the next level. That would be absolutely fantastic. So I want to thank you both 
just so much for being on the show today. It has been absolutely wonderful and you're not going to get out of it this easily because I'm hoping you will come back and join me again in a few months' time. Would that be okay? It'd be fantastic. We'd love to. Wonderful. That would be fabulous because I'm sure we will have lots of responses from listeners saying, oh, I didn't find out about this or I'd love to know about that. And I will keep a little log of those questions that come in or the responses. And next time around, we'll have even more questions for you of how to handle particular situations maybe. So it has just been wonderful. And even though I don't have a horse at the moment, I'll uh, still connect to them whenever I see them and I'll be thinking all the time, okay, listen, listen, what am I hearing? (laughs) It will be really great. So um, thank you both so much for being on the show today. And don't forget, you can contact Steve at silversand.com.au and you can phone Helen on 0419 But it is time to finish this week's show. And I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening. Next week's show is another great one. So always remember you can tune in anytime you like. Or you can visit me here at Toginet or at Nature Spirit Speak for a recording of this week's show. I always put the podcasts up or whatever you need. And I want to wish a million blessings of happiness and love and peace to you all. And if you have a special pet in your life, I suggest today you go and sit down and have a little chat and see what comes from it. But you have to listen as well. So have a great week, everyone. uh, And bye for now.